that, huh? I can, I can use the amen. That you need to just. I'm shocked that I had never heard of this guy. I watched that video the first time, and I ugly cried. Well, that, huh? This has got, it's got my wheels turning and, and... That's the Jesus that Mormons believe in. Dallas Jacobs. Is that the Jesus that you presented in this video, in this TV series? Unsolicited episode 73 part 2 I'm your host Norm the Master's Dog Dunham aka the Evangelical Norm so unsolicited is just that it's my unsolicited opinion on arts and entertainment as it intersects with a Christian worldview so TV shows movies books mostly music I work graveyard shifts so I don't read as much as I'd like to uh, don't watch a whole lot of TV but I'm always listening to music so 99% of what I do is reviews of albums and stuff that I like. Uh, some of the stuff I get is actually solicited. Uh, artists or people will send me stuff and say, hey, give us your opinion on this. At those points, I'm always going to be 100% honest. If I don't like it, I'll, be, I'll try to give constructive criticism. But usually if I'm reviewing something, it's just because it's something that I like that I want to share with you guys. I want to give it to you so you can enjoy it as much as I enjoy it. So that's usually... Um, I try to be uh, a Barnabas, right? I want to just encourage people as much as possible in the fact that I really like their stuff. So, but once in a while, I got to hit the negative side of things. So today I'm continuing on with something I've never really done before. I've never really reviewed places, but uh, we recently, my wife and daughter and me and my mother-in-law, my sister, uh, a bunch of us <laughs> went on a trip to Kentucky to see the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. So yesterday I uploaded the, the video for the Creation Museum, my review of that. Um, I was going to do them all in one show, but it would have been like an hour long and I didn't want to get to that point. So um, again, that's just a little bit of the background on the podcast. I got a little ahead of myself. Um, and that's because of you guys who like, share, comment, um, even the trolls who comment on the video. I like to feed those guys because the more comments, the more Mr. Uh, Algae Rhythm sends the video out to more and more people who might want to see it. So the more interaction it gets, the more the algorithm goes, Hey, more people want to see this. And so, uh, Comments and everything, please continue to do that. We had two new subscribers yesterday, so this introduction is for them. <laughs> I was, again, a troll got at me the other day and was like, you're four minutes into this and you haven't even got to the topic yet. Yeah, I like to acknowledge the people who have done stuff, you guys, to make this podcast successful or as part somewhat successful. 
I think it's good. So um, thank you all. If you haven't already, please subscribe, hit the notification bell, get all the stuff I release here on the Evangelical Norm Network. If you like the video when we're done, go ahead and hit that like button, share it, do all that stuff. So um, again, carrying on with part two of yesterday's video. So today I'm going to talk about the Ark Encounters. So my suggestion and the way that I presented it in this in these two parts is if you're going go again go to both it's 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 just financially responsible to get tickets to both of them it's a lot cheaper if you buy tickets to both and go to both uh both venues excuse me but my suggestion is going to be go to the creation museum first on day one then go to the ark or if you're going to go to the ark first Put a day in between before you go to the Creation Museum to rest up because you're going to do a lot of walking at the Ark. And it's so amazing that this thing is so cool that it doesn't matter how much walking you're going to be, you know, compelled to continue on because it's so amazing. There's so many things to see. Um, if you go do that and then very next day you go to the Creation Museum, and especially if you got little kids, little kids are going to be like, eh, we're done with all this, right? So, my, again, my suggestion, you can do the Creation Museum in three to four hours, maybe five if you're really, you know, studious in, in what you're doing. And, you know, I saw a lot of young kids that were obviously homeschool groups that were taking notes and doing assignments. So it might, might be a five-hour thing if you're going to go that way. Um, we made it through, I think, in three and a half, four hours, ate lunch, all that good stuff. Um, so... Do the Creation Museum first, that way you're not going to be as tired, and when you do get to the Ark Encounter, again, just how cool it is, is what's going to propel you to go on through this. So we're going to jump in over here, back to the, the video that I made, just some, some screenshot or some pictures that I took, and I was really bummed. I, I took my, my good camera, and I took some really great pictures, but the SD card was corrupt, so I've lost all of those pictures. So these are all for my phone. I apologize. They're not all the greatest quality. But so the first thing, when you get into the parking lot, you don't actually see the arc. You might see it, get a couple of glimpses of it here and there, but you pull into the parking lot, and there are shuttle buses that take you up to the actual arc encounter. And at one point, you come around a corner, you see this thing, and it is enormous. I was kind of prepared for it to be enormous. I don't think I was prepared for it to be as enormous as it was. So really cool to uh, just get the, that first glimpse of the arc. And then, of course, you, you, the closer and closer you get. Here's a picture that I took of my, I mean, again, it's, it's from my phone. It's my sister, my wife, my mother-in-law, my daughter, just trying to get a contrast of size of them to the actual arc. And so here's a, a little bit better cropped the picture down and so on. But again, it, it just there, there's nothing that can do justice to just the the encountering of this thing. It is it is an encounter um, for the first time to to go. This is what Noah built. And this it's so immense. And then you're like, OK, I get it. Why it took so long to build what was it 120 years it took to build this um of course a lot less with modern technology and this one has an elevator praise god 
uh, because we were pushing my mother in a wheelchair. We didn't get one of the little automatic scooters, uh, which we did the next day at the Arcing, or at the Creation Museum. We, we rectified that mistake. Um, not that I don't like to push my mother-in-law. Actually, my wife, i got to give my wife credit. She pushed my mother-in-law far more than I did, but I did take my turn. So, again, more pictures of the outside, just trying to get an idea of how enormous this thing really is. Um, then we get inside. There's a lot of different presentations of, like, small cages for small animals, rabbits, you know, foxes, whatever. You know, the different kinds of animals that were very small that they kept around. Um, displays of, you know, storage, food storage, water storage, living uh, quarters. Was it, you know, a lot of... Uh, you know, just educational presentation, comparing the Bible. What what was it said? Did they take seven? Did they take fourteen? Did he take two? What what is you know breaking down what the Bible says and what Noah actually had on the ark? Um, this I, I kept this because I wanted to send it. There's a TikTok going around of like Noah getting off the ark, and it, of course it's it's you know um, poking fun at not understanding what the ark actually was and how this all happened. But again, it's like they're getting off the ark. They're in the Middle East, and like polar bears, like excuse me, are we making any more stops? I'm a polar bear. How am I supposed to exist? It's under degrees. Blah 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 blah. Well, this explains it. And essentially, Noah didn't have polar bears. Noah had bears, a kind of bear. And then when they landed and 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 so on, migration happened, and polar bears ended up at the North Pole or where South Pole, Antarctica, wherever it is that polar bears are, and with micro evolution and adaptation then we get those animals adjusted and adapted themselves to live in those environments so i got took this picture i just thought it was pretty interesting that you know i've, I've seen a couple of uh, things poking fun at the ark because well how, what happened with the polar bears they thought about this and they explain it so again great pictures of my daughter just enjoying the the presentation and the the exhibits and stuff like that i love to watch her i think i spend more time watching her learn than i do actually paying attention to the stuff myself i have to remind myself i'm not just here to watch my daughter i'm here to learn too so um but she loved it here's just a picture this is a really bad picture but again supposed to show just how big this thing is so the building of the ark how long it took them to build it and uh so six years or so a little over six years to get everything put together and uh complete it so again very cool uh man's rebellion creation again a lot of this stuff that we saw at the the creation museum the day before reiterated so you'll see a lot of uh presentations that are are duplicated in in the two different places because again the creation museum was made uh, you know, long before uh, the ark was built, and so on, this ark, and so they put in those uh, those presentations about the ark and, and stuff like that. And now, with the ark encounter built, there are some people who will just go to that. So again, they want to cover all the bases and make sure people know what is going on. So you might see if you're doing both of them together, you'll see, you know, repetition. But there's nothing wrong with repetition. There's nothing wrong with repetition. Uh, so more pictures of my daughter, more exhibits. Um, you know, again, just where they had one kind of animal 
and then those the different species of that animal come from that creature so red fox gray wolf african wild dog bad-eared fox all these different things that came from one kind one uh central one original ancestor fox kind of thing we see the ark uh the ark needed to house the ancestors of fewer than thirty-four thousand land uh dependent species so again so thirty-four thousand less than Ark needed to house the ancestors of fewer than yes so less than thirty-four thousand animals had to be put on this uh on the ark and it's it's huge so it it can it can work more of the exhibits species giving rise to new species again um, all dogs came from one dog likely a uh, wolf kind of animal of some kind and then all the different species and characteristics that came came from that one uh, or maybe two something like that more pictures of my beautiful daughter and my wife uh, this was a cool little video so one of the few video clips that I put in but this is so this is a video and again you saw right there just a minute a second ago um, the deception if Satan can convince you that if I can convince you that the flood was not real then I can convince you that heaven and hell are not real so again the serpent that we see throughout I mean he's he's always working to to um, demean uh, and deceive uh, people and demean God's word. So, and we're going to see that. Yesterday at the Creation Museum, we had the seven C's of, of the Creation Museum. Today we're going to get into the seven D's of deception. So, again here, cute arcs are dangerous. They distort God's word and ultimately malign his character. So, all these that we never really think about until we see something like this um we don't think that they're that bad so we have the seven d's of deception the bible explains the size of the ark was 300 by 50 by 30 cubits using artistic license and stylizing the ark is not necessarily sinful but these cute arcs drastically distort scripture and make the account very much look like a fairy tale so the first d is disregarding god's word so when we ignore the fact of the size and so on, I mean, the dimensions of this cute little arc are definitely not 300 by 50 by 30. Um, it distorts the message. Fairy tale arcs stories often focus on cute animals and a fun boat ride, but the flood of count is about righteous and ho- uh, uh, the righteous and holy God judging an exceedingly sinful world. So it distorts the message. It's not, you know, again, the arc was the salvation of those people and those animals, but it's not a cute little uh, bedtime story. It's about judgment. It's about God uh, being holy and inflicting um, his wrath, uh, you know, exercising his wrath on the people at the time. So the next D is deceptively cute. Many of the fairy tale arcs are extremely cute and were surely drawn with great intentions, not necessarily innocent or harmless. Again, we, we, People see this and they don't think. I think I had this toy when I was a kid. Um, so the seventh D or the fourth D, um, many atheists mock discrediting the truth. Um, again, they they make it look like it's a fairy tale. 
you know, oh yeah, the few little animals that were there, they're poking out of the top. Um, so destructive for all ages. Again, not only do children get these, but you get collectors with plates and stuff like that. You know, um, ladies and, and, and even guys who love their knickknacks and stuff like that that they put on their shelves or whatever can be just as uh, destructive as it is. So, uh, what's the next one? I wish I was a better videographer. Um, disorienting the reader. Again, how big was the arc? And here it's showing how big the arc, and it gives the accurate dimensions, but yet it still shows this cutesy little uh, boat. So, next D is by treating known the arc as a fairy tale, um, defaming God's character. So, again, um, you know, God, the character of God and the reason why it was to do this was judgment. It was the punishment of sin. If you can demean God's character in that, um, everyone died except for the eight people on the ark. So, again, this is God's judgment. The water that was poured out on the earth was judgment for those people. Um, was it just for God to judge the world? Is God evil because of what he did? Um, and so again, all these different uh, pre things that are there. Why does the loving God allow so much death and suffering? Here we're getting just kind of the, the Christian worldview on this, as opposed to the Creation Museum where it showed all kinds of the, the two different opposing worldviews on these things. So again, now we get to the door. Um and here's my, my daughter uh, hanging out, uh, being cute. But again, you get to this this door, the, the enormous door, that there's no way that Noah closed this door. And it says that God closed the door. They were put in the ark, and God closed the door for them. God did the work of getting them safely inside of the ark. He brought the animals to Noah. They went on the ark. God closed the door. This is a picture of... Of the salvation and there's other uh, things where where Jesus refers to himself as the door the door to the, the the shepherd's pen he is a good shepherd he is the door he is the way by which we are saved so the lighting that they have where you can see this cross uh, enlightened upon the door there um, it, it gives you a reminder this is this is set this is there to understand that the door to the ark was what, you know, and well, the ark itself, but the door was closed to protect them from the waters. God closed that door, did the work of their salvation to keep them safe. Jesus did that work of our salvation to keep us safe, dying on the cross, shedding his blood to pay the penalty for our sin. And in doing so, we are able to be reconciled to the Father by uh, repentance and faith in Christ. So again, we see all these different things. Um, wrapping it all up, but again, closing things down with the door, um, and, uh, the gospel presentation again. So this was really rapid. There's so many things. And, and again, this is why I say go early, get there first thing in the morning and plan to stay all day, plan to eat lunch. The, the restaurant that they had there, they had a buffet that we ate at, um, was really good. The food was great. Um, and again, I was like, I don't think I ate a bad meal while we were there. Maybe just hunger, maybe whatever. But 
planned to be there all day because we missed a lot of stuff. We weren't able to do the camel rides. We weren't able to go to the zoo because we got there so late and the time it took to get through the exhibit and so on. Um, and, you know, with a five-year-old and bathroom breaks and stuff like that. Uh, another thing, they do have these cups that they sell through there. Get one. Pay $20 for a plastic cup that is refillable because you can refill it both at the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. Free refills. Our cups paid for themselves multiple times over. Um, and I still use it now going out to the, the abortion mill and preaching out there. I take my, my little Ark Encounter cup with me, fill it up with soda or water or whatever. Um, but yeah, so there's so many things that we missed. But... Again, I don't, it's bad for the podcaster to be at a loss for words because of just how amazing these things are. So hands, hats off, you know, applause to the people at Answers in Genesis, Ken Ham and all of those guys who put this thing together. Um, it is amazing. It is so um, eye-opening, enlightening, and, and, and educational, even for those of us who think that we're so uh, knowledgeable in the Bible and stuff like that. We can read the Ark Encounter over and over and over again, um, or the Ark Encounter, the Ark uh, story in the Bible, and still not register by reading it the size of it. To be able to go there and see something that is made to the exact size and specifications of what the Bible uh, tells Noah to do, it opens your eyes to that. To be able to see the things and show how plausible how not a fairy tale this thing is and then to be uh encounter the the gospel message at every turn everywhere everywhere you're hearing it you're hearing it overhead in different things that are being played and stuff and it's presented multiple multiple times at the end of the arc before we come around to get to that door there's a a, a thing where it's got as like a comic book storyboard on the walls and it goes all the way around and it's uh, like three students, college students, who are talking about the one is a believer and the other two are not agnostic or atheist or whatever. And it kind of gets into this girl's story about how her dad has got cancer and she loses her dad. And then, you know, in poor decisions and, and sexual activity and stuff like that. And it comes around and, and it gets to the point where she's presented with the gospel, where there's repentance, where there's faith, where there's reconciliation. And as I'm, I've got my daughter on my shoulders and I'm walking around and I'm reading this and I'm weeping as I'm getting to the point, which I tend to do. Um, and my daughter doesn't like it when daddy cries and I'm trying to read and people are watching and she's embarrassed and her mom was mad because she's plugging her ears. And I'm like, you know what? It's just, it, it's okay. I just, she's still hearing me read this stuff. She's getting an idea and she understands. And I, I do want my daughter. And that's one of the amazing things that this place is, it, it, it brings all this into, into play. You're use all your senses are, are, are there. I don't, well, I don't know that they had like poop smells or anything, but you know, you're engaging in this this biblical world in our time um, in a realistic way. And so the presentation of the gospel in there is just, it's impactful. So, again, I, I like I said, maybe it's a bad analogy, but Christians, we need to make this our Mecca. Um, not that we have to do it in order to achieve any kind of salvation, but every Christian who is able to and at some point can should go 
to both of these, the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. If you can only go to the Ark, I just I recommend going there at least once in your lifetime. Um, I, I honestly, I'm like at the point where I'm like, there should be funds for people who can't afford to do this to help them, scholarships to send people just to have this encounter. Because again, I think it is so powerful. Because I knew. I mean, I've, I've, I've done apologetics and stuff for years and been preaching, evangelizing for years. And I've studied the, the measurements and dimensions and the amount of the animals and stuff like that. And I've done all that. Never have I been so in, uh, you know, encountered with the reality of what it really was and how big it truly was. You know, you can't wrap your mind around it until you're right there next to it and see it. I, I'm convinced. So my suggestion is, is that anytime that you can, go. If you can go more than once, take somebody with you, do. Go as, as often as you can um, and enjoy what, what God has given a vision to the people at Answers in Genesis to do to help us to learn, to understand, and to trust what God put in his word and that it is a reality. So there you go, guys. There's my part two. There's my review. Questions, comments, snide remarks. Again, I'll take all that smoke. I would love to interact with questions or whatever. Any questions you have that I can't answer, I will get back to you on those. So leave those in the comments. Um, or you can hit me up at Evangelical Norm or The Master's Dog on Twitter. Norm Dunham on Facebook. Uh, any of those places, you can hit me up and uh, give me some questions or comments. Um, whatever it is you need to do. Uh, thank you again for taking the time out to watch. Thank you for all who have subscribed. Thank you for all who like, share, comment. Um, it, it, it's a huge help, and it's just helping the channel get bigger and bigger. And maybe at some point in time, I'll be at the size where I can monetize and so on and actually make some money doing off of doing this. But at this point, I just do it because I love uh, sharing this information with you guys. So thank you again. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.